the way that they came uh, to, to market to us is to use our publications. So uh, for that example, they uh, placed ads in Ebony Magazine and that's how they were able to uh, increase sales by going to where we were. So um, what I pulled out of the, the video was that I believe that Ebony uh, could have had a choice in regards to reducing the barrier of entry from uh, any uh, outside uh, advertisers coming in and vetting them or something to that effect. Welcome to the Go Blackly podcast, brought to you by Go Black Owned. We'll be guiding you through the latest trends, strategies, and best practices in digital marketing. Whether you're a small business owner, a marketer, or simply someone looking to elevate your personal brand, this podcast is for you. Here at Go Black Owned, we understand the unique challenges and opportunities that come with building a brand in today's digital landscape. As a Black-owned agency, we're committed to using our platform to uplift and empower other Black-owned businesses and entrepreneurs. Each episode, we'll be bringing on special guests to share their expertise and real-world examples of how they've grown their own brands and businesses. We'll also be sharing our own insights and case studies to give you the tools and inspiration you need to take your brand to the next level. So whether you're looking to improve your social media presence, drive more traffic to your website, or simply build a stronger brand overall, tune into the Go Blackly podcast and let's work together to make it happen. Now introducing your dynamic host. He is an author, speaker, and owner of one of the fastest growing Black-owned digital marketing agencies, Kyle Amaker. What's going on, family? What's going on, kings and queens out there? Welcome to episode two of the Gold Black League podcast, where we help Black-owned businesses level up their business by using digital marketing. Uh, I'm your host, Kyle Amaker. And on today's show, we're going to discuss, we're going to unpack this video that came out back in 1954. And it's it's important to, to go back in time to understand where we came from, to understand where we're going, and then to also know where we can go. So um, in that regards, we're going to talk about the controversial video. It's called The Secret to Selling the Negro. Um, the Secret to Selling the Negro came out back in 1954. It was a marketing video produced uh, by a company called the Advertisers Educational Foundation. And basically it aimed to provide guidance to advertisers on how to effectively market products to African-American consumers. So on today's episode, we want to discuss the stereotypes and the racial biases that was derived from the video as it pertains to the stereotypes of Black people depicting us as easy, easily influenced by advertising and implying that, the, that we lack sophistication on our uh, choices when buying. Uh, we also want to talk about the power of representation. We want to discuss uh, the representation in advertising and how it can either empower us or reinforce harmful stereotypes. So we're going to bring up um, a prime example um, with a large uh, franchise that I think is, is a good case study to to see whether or not uh, this holds true. And lastly, we're going to talk about changing of the times. We're going to explore how far we've come in terms of the racial sensitivity in advertising since 1954 and what still needs to be improved. So so let's unpack this video real quick. Um, the name of the video was The Secret to Selling 
the Negro, and it was uh, produced in uh, 1954, and it was commissioned by the Advertisers Educational Foundation with the aim of providing guidance to advertisers and marketers on how to effectively market their products to African-American consumers. So it was intended to offer insights into the preference, habits, and potential buying behaviors of us. So when you when you watch the video, you would see the the, the stereotypes and the video goes into detail with the three habits that that we are conditioned, quote unquote, conditioned in order to help us with our buying decisions. So so here's a clip of the the three habits that the that the video mentioned. Here is what sales psychologists have to say about selling to the Negro. The secret of selling to the Negro is expressed in one word. That word is recognition. Now, there's nothing unusual about that. People want to be recognized. They need recognition. That's basic in all of us. But perhaps because he's had so little of it, the Negro needs even more. He needs to feel important and appreciated. This need is a very real and important one. It shows up even in many of the Negro shopping habits. Anyone who sells or wants to sell to the Negro customer should know about some of these habits. Three habits in particular play a big part in every sales transaction. To begin with, most Negroes buy by brand. They ask for products by name. They're quick to turn down off brands. Buying by brand, that's the first important Negro buying habit. Now for the second. The Negro buys good quality merchandise. Symbols of quality and prestige are very important to the Negro customer. This woman, for example, is buying fine crystalware, but she is also buying the admiration and approval of her friends and relatives. Listen to her thoughts. My, isn't it beautiful? I can hardly wait to show it to Sally and Joan. It's a well-known fact that many Negro customers are influenced by the opinions of others. What their friends may think of a certain item often decides whether or not the sale is made. So remember, the Negro buys quantity merchandise. That's the second important point. And here's the third thing to remember when selling to a Negro customer. When he specifically asks for one thing, don't try to sell him something else. Don't try to switch him at the point of sale. If you do, he'll probably react something like this. Doesn't he think I've got the money to pay for it? The Negro resents being offered a substitute. He wants to be sold on quality, not price. The Negro buys by brand, he buys quality, and he doesn't like to be switched at point of sale. These are the keys to selling the Negro customer. According to leading researchers, in proportion to population and income, Negroes buy more quality products than any other comparable United States group. So with those three habits, um, I guess I'll pose the question to you. Are there true? Are there what are what are your what are your habits? Is it do you buy mostly by brand? Um do you look for quality merchandise? Um when you look for things, do you just you just want that one particular thing and, and nothing else? I think that those particular habits are I think it holds true today in today's standard because uh, me and myself, I, I only can speak for myself. I like to buy uh, uh, by brand or off brand or, or what have you. It really doesn't make a difference to me. 
I like to buy quality merchandise. And um, I like to I like to buy things by name. If I know what I want, then I, I get what I want. So those habits then and now, um, they don't correlate the same because uh, I think those hold true for for everyone across the board, no matter if you're black, white, or what have you. So I think the contra- the controversy of the video was that that it was made back then. And again, it was, it was back in a time where segregation was there and a lot of advertisers wanted to tap into the to our market. So this uh, uh, particular uh, foundation advertise, uh, created this video to show other marketers and advertisers how to, how to tap in. In regards to the video uh, then, um, I mean, it held this, it was controversial at the time uh, because racism was at an all-time high. So I, I necessarily don't have a, a problem with the video itself. Um, I mean, it's, it's a good piece of history to understand where we came from. But I think my the, the, the thing that I pulled out of it was that if you watch the video and then you go to the 15-minute mark, um, they discuss how, how they did it uh, with uh, advertising. So, so here's the short clip on how they, they came into our, our market. Where does the Negro buyer get this information? We know that Negro customers are turning more and more to the publications that are tailored specifically to their needs, that give them the news and the information that they want to read about. Many leading businessmen and companies already know of this. That's why so many of them are taking this direct, sure route of reaching the Negro customer. The vice president of advertising of the Drew and Watch Company, for example, says this. In many important cities throughout the United States, Negroes are important customers of the Credit Jupiter. Therefore, it seemed that Ebony Magazine would be a very important advertising medium for us. We would say it was very well received and from our viewpoint, a very successful campaign. From the Remington Rand Company comes this statement. Our records show that advertising in Ebony has been effective in many ways. As all good advertising should, it has built a terrific amount of goodwill and has brought a volume of sales and sales inquiries. So as you hear in the, the soundbite, the way that they came uh, to, to market to us is to use our publications. So uh, for that example, they uh, placed ads in Ebony Magazine, and that's how they were able to uh, increase sales by going to where we were. So um, what I pulled out of the, the video was that I believe that Ebony uh, could have had a choice in regards to reducing the barrier of entry from uh, any uh, outside uh, advertisers coming in and vetting them or something to that effect. But I can't, I can't really speak for them because it was a, a different time when um, it, was, it was hard enough for Black-owned businesses to, to be up to begin with. So for them to turn down money, I know it probably was uh, difficult. But I do raise a question, did they even consider, like, was there a board meeting or something to the effect of uh, a conversation in regards to 
should we take these outside advertisers uh, our money to market within our publication? So I think that was that's the that's the that's the thing that I pulled out of the, the video. Again, the video was dated. The video was built and created back then at a time where where racist racism was at an all time high. So for me to be upset in 2023 at it, I'm not because again, it was, it's a different time. However, what I pull out of it was Ebony's reasoning why, like, um, I think as a black owned business, you have, a a fiduciary responsibility, especially back then to protect the brand and to appeal to your core audience, which was at that time, um, uh, the, the black consumer. So unfortunately, uh, you have videos like this that were circulating throughout that time and allowing basically just outside marketing uh, firms and or agencies to, to come in to, to buy ad space within the publication to to appeal to the black consumer. So, and the reason why that holds dear to me because here at Go Black Own, we don't have that, we don't have third-party uh, advertisers coming into our our platform. So unfortunately, uh, with my counterparts, other Black-owned uh, platforms, some of them do have uh, Google AdSense on there or outside banners where they can come in and basically infiltrate the, the platform. So, because again, they understand, they understand the power of the, the Black dollar. So they would do any and everything to, to, to try to tap into that market, which is understandable. However, here again, here, uh, go black on. You will never see a, a Google ad uh, uh, here. Um, you won't. You won't see a third party ad or anything else like that. So, any uh, company that wants to come in to to advertise, they will go through a vetting process, make sure that they're black owned, and and go through that process. So, and that's what we pride ourselves on to keeping our platform pure from uh, any outside uh, influences that may want to tap into our market to tap into our uh, black dollar. Yeah. And again, uh, I'm not, I'm not mad at Ebony for allowing that to happen again. I just asked the question, was there a conversation at least to, to consider everything when, uh, accepting the, the advertising from the outsiders. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, moving forward, what, in regards to stereotypes, I see the stereotypes still being advertised uh, to this day. So I know when you, uh, case in point with uh, Popeyes, uh, Popeyes is a, a white-owned company based out of uh, Canada. And when you watch the commercials, who do you see? You see uh, a black woman, um, a black chef. And uh, she's basically the the face of uh, Popeyes, and again, you go with the stereotype with uh, black people eating chicken and everything else like that. So, who's the main audience? Who who are those commercials really geared towards? Is it geared towards all people, and they just so happen to use a black person, or or did they use a black person to to have us, the black audience, uh, resonate with them? So we can go and buy some chicken. So even with the um, the chicken craze uh, a couple of years ago with the, the chicken sandwich, 
Um, you would see mostly our people on the news and 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 doing reviews and everything else like that, saying that the the chicken was the best on earth. And again, it kind of correlates to the stereotype with uh, with black people and chicken. So again, I raise the question to you: uh, Is is Popeyes uh, kind of u- utilizing the same techniques that was based in that in that video? with uh, going to the black market and tapping into those stereotypes. Uh, I'm not here to add to that, but I'm here to pose a question to you to to see, because I do see some similarities with what Popeyes is doing and what the what the video entailed. So again, uh, that's just that's just one of many case studies and one, th- uh, one of many stereotypes that I see a lot of uh, corporate uh, companies and even uh, mom and pop uh, companies trying to tap into our market in regards to try to to try to appeal to the black consumer. So um, I'm going I'm to leave that right there. Right now we're going to go into our uh, our affirmations. So here at uh, Go Blackly, we have affirmations for black-owned business owners for you to always keep on top of mind on what we do as black-owned business owners and the responsibilities that we do have. So right now we're gonna go into that that clip right now with the the black uh black owned business owner affirmation that we're gonna come back with uh story time with Kyle. I am a proud black owned business owner, bringing value and innovation to the marketplace. My business embodies resilience and determination, inspiring positive change within my community. Every customer I serve contributes to the growth and success of my black owned business. I am a beacon of representation, showing the world the power of Black entrepreneurship. Through my business, I create opportunities for others and pave the way for future generations. I am committed to Black excellence, delivering top quality products and services that reflect our culture. As a Black business owner, I embrace my unique perspective, enriching the business landscape. I am a catalyst for economic empowerment, contributing to the advancement of my community. I overcome challenges with grace, proving that Black-owned businesses can thrive against all odds. My journey as a Black entrepreneur inspires others to pursue their dreams unapologetically. So welcome back. Uh, now we're going to go into uh, story time with Kyle. Um, a couple of days ago, I had a, a Zoom meeting with a, a Black-owned company in the in the Philadelphia area. It's a uh, it's a large cleaning company that services uh, commercial. Uh, their, their, their clients are commercial. They do commercial cleaning, not residential. Uh, they've been in business for over, I would say, 30, 40, uh, over 50 years. And I was talking to their marketing director and just basically just doing a discovery call with them to see exactly what their needs are, what they've been doing in regards to marketing and uh, taking it from there. And what I found out is that um, <laughs> this company has been in business for over 50 years and they didn't, they didn't have uh, a marketing plan with their, with their company, which is, which is baffling to me because for a company to be in business for all those years and not have a marketing plan or a campaign to drive sales, it was nothing... I won't say it's luck, but they had a lot of, they, they've been blessed 
to, to say the least, with uh, being able to, to keep afloat and to, and to, I think they have all on their staff, like uh, a couple of hundred people on their staff. So it's a very large uh, corporation. So uh, going back to the story and uh, the meeting, so they didn't have a, a marketing plan and, and they were talking about creating billboards and, and creating banners on, on at the bus stops and, and everything else like that. So then I posed a question to him. I said, you can do that, but how do you track it? So then the, the marketing director got quiet. She said, well, the, the people that, that give us the, that we were looking into in regards to doing the advertising, they gave us uh, uh, some metrics in regards to how many times the billboard is seen. I said, that may be true, but uh, ooh, how were you able to convert a person from looking at a banner to uh, a cell or what have you? So I basically just told them that if you do choose that, that you just basically have to ask them, how did you uh, hear about us? And that's the that's the that's the phrase that pays uh, at the end of the day. One way the one free and effective way to track your marketing is to simply ask the the client, "How did you hear about us?" So, and that's how you can tell if a marketing campaign is working or not. And for this particular company, um, being that their clients are commercial, with like. Um, with working with the government, uh, school systems, and so on and so forth, those banners and those billboards wouldn't they they wouldn't be, get a, a great return on their dollar because their their the the campaign the people who they're looking for is not on the bus stops and on a billboard. So I told them if you're trying to do a branding campaign where you're trying to just uh, brand your company all over everywhere, then you could you could utilize that. But for the most part, you got to go where the, the fish are. So I broke it down to them and told them that they can start uh, campaigning and using those those marketing dollars. And instead of doing it on on uh, offline marketing, uh, you could do it with uh, online marketing. And, and that way you'd be able to track your, you could track your progress. And the beauty about online marketing is that you could turn it on and off. So I posted the I posed the question to the marketing director. I said, "When if 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 a banner is not working, if you pull out a billboard or if you pull out uh, if you do a, a banner ad on a bus, are you able to immediately pull it off if it's not working?" And basically, she said, uh, "No, because it's you have to pay." monthly, a weekly, or, or or something to that effect. So you can't turn it on and off as you could do an online marketing campaign. So here at Go Blackly, we can run an online marketing campaign. We could do a Facebook campaign, a LinkedIn campaign. And if we see that the ad copy or the, the ad is not working, we can immediately turn it off or adjust the ad copy and or image or we could just adjust the ad immediately and then test it again. And we could way able to track it to see if it works or not. So um, it was just eye-opening, one, that a company that large and a company that has been in business for so long 
doesn't have a, a marketing plan. And two, the first thing that that comes to mind for them in regards to, to marketing is offline marketing. So I, I kind of have to coach them on the the power of online marketing and and the power of different channels. Like again, be being that their clients are uh, government officials and and school districts, they can go where they can go on LinkedIn and create. Uh, uh, campaigns on there to a piece of the CEOs and and, and the, the heads of those uh, particular organizations. I said you can utilize Facebook and Instagram for hiring because I know that you're always hiring because you're a cleaning company. So um, you can utilize uh, Facebook and, and and Instagram to create hiring uh, campaigns for, for your clients. So needless to say, um, uh, they were enlightened with the world of what the online uh, marketing and digital marketing entails. And it was, it was, it was a great, it was great to, for them to be receptive of it because uh, a lot of uh, business owners are kind of stuck in their ways in regards to, okay, this is what I want. And now allow, allowing the expert to be the expert. So we were able to uh, uh, educate them on digital marketing and how effective it could be and cost effective by that because again to to run a a, a billboard in, in Philly uh 195 probably costs like 10 20 grand a, a month versus you taking a fraction of that and creating online campaigns digital campaigns online and again you have the ability to turn the those ads on and off so if you get too flooded with clients or leads, you could turn it off and vice versa. If you need some more leads, you could just scale it up by adding more money to the, to the marketing budget. So I say all that to say that if you're a Black-owned business owner and you're looking to, to grow your Black-owned business, uh, consider all options with uh, digital marketing and offline marketing, but more so understanding the power of digital marketing with uh, with social media, mobile marketing, uh, press release marketing, or merch marketing, there's uh, tons, tons, and tons of marketing channels that you can tap into to, to grow your black-owned business. So, so that, that's the end of story time with Kyle. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. Attention, black-owned business owner. How many offers did you make yesterday? In other words, how many people did ask to buy your product or service? If you're like most people, the answer is not enough. And that's what concerns me, because as the saying goes, the amount of sales you make is directly correlated with the amount of offers you make. If every day you keep making the same amount of offers you did yesterday, what are your chances of hitting your 2023 goals? So, why aren't you making more offers? Mind if I gave you our book, Go Blackly, the digital marketing revolution for black-owned businesses, for free. If you are looking to improve your sales and grow your Black-owned business through digital marketing, this book may be the only resource you need. The Digital Marketing Revolution for Black-Owned Businesses is a groundbreaking book that has been specifically written for Black-owned business owners to help them go Blackly, a movement driven by Go Black-Owned that aims to empower Black-owned businesses through the digital marketing revolution. Throughout the book, 
we will delve into various digital marketing strategies and tactics that can help black business owners reach their target audience, build brand awareness, and drive sales. We will cover topics such as search engine optimization, social media marketing, email marketing, paid advertising, and much more. Our goal is to provide practical advice to black business owners on using digital marketing to grow their businesses. Whether you're just starting out or have been in business for a while, this book will provide valuable insights and tips to help you succeed in the digital world. With the right strategies and tactics, you can take your Black-owned business to new heights through the digital marketing revolution. We have a limited amount of copies left and they are going fast. Claim your free copy now. We cover the shipping and handling, and this game-changing book is yours. But wait, there's more. Unlock a free strategy session with our marketing pros, valued at $300. We understand the unique pain points you face, and our experts are here to craft strategies that work specifically for your Black-owned business. Please select a convenient time using our call calendar to have a brief conversation with us. The call is free, and we look forward to learning more about your Black-owned business and discussing it with you. When your free strategy call is completed, your free copy of our book will be shipped to you. Don't miss this chance to revolutionize your digital presence and take your business to new heights. Our Go Blackly marketing strategy that we will go over in the call doesn't require very much money and can be implemented immediately. After our conversation, you can take what we teach you and do it yourself, or you can pay us to do it for you. Either way, you win. Sounds fair? To grab your copy, go to free.goblackly.com. That's free.goblackly.com. Or text the word GOBLACKLY at 609-883-7413. Again, text the word GOBLACKLY at 609-883-7413. The link and phone number will be in the show notes. Now back to our show. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, now we're going to discuss the final thoughts, my final thoughts in regards to the, to the, the quote unquote, the controversial uh, video that was taking place back in 1954, the secret to selling the Negro. Again, my, my take on the video is somewhat neutral. Um, again, it's, it's good to see. It's, it's hard to watch, um, but it's good that it's been recorded and documented so we can, as as black owned business owners, just 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 black people in, in general, how and where we came from, and and how the documentation and how large corporations try to appeal to the to the black consumer. So it was again uh, educational to watch. But at the same time, what I what I took out of it was more so from the business, the business, the black-owned business perspective, with regards to Ebony and allowing the advertisers to to come in to to buy ad space within the the platform. So um that was my my takeaway from the video. And 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 as I mentioned uh, before. Here at Go Black Home, we don't have any third-party uh, advertisers on the platform. We try to keep our platform as pure as possible when it comes to that. And 
it's basically the we talked about different stereotypes as well. We brought up the we brought up the case study with Popeyes and how they utilize the the black chef uh, in their commercials and this fictitious uh, person to represent their brand. Although there are, uh, although the company itself is a white company located in Canada, they utilize a black person down in Louisiana to to portray the the Popeyes uh, brand and more importantly uh, the chicken, which then goes into the black people and the stereotype with uh, chicken. So again, and that's just one of many uh, stereotypes that are be presented before us, but if we're not aware of it, then we just automatically consumed as if, just like in a video uh, with the uh, actors in there and they just portraying that they're okay with what it is and, and so on and so forth. So um, uh, with that, uh, that's that concludes our, our episode with uh, Gold Blackling, uh, episode number two. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Feel free to share this podcast with your colleagues, any Black-owned business owners that you know out there. And we'll see you on the next one. I love you. I thank you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you at the top. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Go Blackly podcast with Kyle Amaker. If you like what you just heard, be sure to share it with your friends and colleagues. This has been a Go Black-owned production. Join us next time for another edition of the Go Blackly podcast with Kyle and McCurr.